Need some activities to do this weekend? We've got you covered. This is What's on Tap on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Well, this time tomorrow, many of you will have had your weekends begun, underway. How will you choose to spend your weekend? We try and figure it out for you here at Wisconsin's Afternoon News every Thursday about this time. What is on tap for 5-11-2023, the edition for this weekend? Mike Spaulding, a lot of things, and if you're a Star Wars fan especially, this is the weekend for you. Yeah, the force is strong with those who uh, want to see uh, some Star Wars or get some Star Wars action. First up, we have a unique screening of the 2015 Star Wars The Force Awakens. We've all seen it in the theaters. Well, most of us have seen it in the theaters. I know at least Adam and I have. Well, now is your chance to see the film once again, but with an orchestral twist. From visionary director J.J. Abrams, The Force Awakens is the seventh installment of the Star Wars saga. Thanks for the music. It features John Williams' iconic score performed by the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra while you experience the film on the big screen. Three shows are on tap for this weekend, including one tonight. You can get your weekend started a little bit early. It starts at 7.30. Tomorrow at 7.30, there's also a Sunday matinee at 2.30. You can uh, view it, listen to it, experience it all at the Bradley Symphony Center just down the street from us here at the Avenue. If one Star Wars event isn't enough for you, well, this is the weekend for you. Second event of the weekend is an opportunity to break out your galactic apparel for a night at the ballpark. The Brewers will be hosting the Royals this weekend at American Family Field. Tomorrow night, though, also Star Wars night for the Brew Crew. There is a Uke Skywalker bobblehead, love that name, that will be given out courtesy of us right here at WTMJ. But, unfortunately, if you haven't bought in yet, that ticket package has sold out, though. If you want to attend a Brewers game and see some people in some nice Jedi robes, I would suggest maybe making a trip to the west side of Milwaukee. Up next, if you're not a Star Wars fan, but you are a fan of cars, you're in luck as well. The Cambridge Cottage Grove, Deerfield, and Marshall Lions Clubs all working together to put on their annual Lions Care Cruise. The Car Cruise Poker Run and Community Event begins in Deerfield with food, games, and raffles. It'll travel to Lake Ripley Lanes in Cambridge and in Cottage Grove at the Bacon Park. Where the Miracle League will play an exhibition game from 2 to 3 p.m. All proceeds vetted, uh, benefiting, I should say, the Miracle League of Dane County. The organization allows children age 4 to 9 and more cognitive disabilities to play baseball in a specialized field. Car and motorcycle show with the band 930 Standard playing from 3 to 6 p.m. It's fun for all ages. Everyone is welcome to attend. Finally, we've hit Star Wars. We might as well hit Super Nintendo as well. Sort of. Do you guys remember the game Tough Enough? I do. By any chance? All right. Well, it's not the game, but it's certainly going to be a question that's asked of runners embarking on this weekend's Tough Mudder event. That'll be held in Slinger. I think our good friend Danny Clayton participates in these. Registration is still open for both the 5K and 10K runs happening this Saturday and Sunday. You can go to toughmudder.com backslash events backslash Wisconsin to learn more. So from Star Wars to cars to running... This is the weekend for you. The weather eh, might not cooperate, but uh, there's plenty to do. Well, and for more details on everything Mike just talked about, check out the website, WTMJ.com. And, uh, yes, get to the ballpark this weekend on Saturday and uh, pick up the Uke Skywalker bobblehead. It's, 
It's unlike anything I've ever seen. I don't know. It took so long. Luke Skywalker, this is classic. Uh, the Brewers do Star Wars night so fantastically well. It's going to be a fun night at the ballpark against the Royals on Saturday. 520 on a Thursday. Time to check in with TMJ Forrest, Charles Benson. Hello, Charles. Good afternoon. Saw this break about an hour ago. There was supposed to be a meeting on Friday between President Biden with the top four leaders in Congress talking about the debt ceiling. Looks like that's going to be pushed to next week. Janet Yellen called it an economic calamity. The idea if the debt ceiling isn't raised, the U.S. will run out of money. Uh, is, is it at that level? It really is at that level. And actually, June 1st is the deadline here. So there is still some time. But the closer you get to that, I think the higher the stakes become. President Biden has made it clear default is not an option. The question now is, what will the two parties agree to? Republicans, including people like Brian Stiles, say, look, they are willing to raise the debt limit, put another trillion out there, only, though, if there is an agreement from Democrats or President Biden to reduce the deficit. I think the number they're using is $4.8 trillion over the next 10 years. But people like uh, Congresswoman Gwen Moore, Democrats, saying the efforts here by Republicans are to repeal some of the things that they think are absolutely critical to the economy, like the Inflation Reduction Act, some of the things that were in there. And so she's opposed to what Republicans are offering. She's saying, look... It's time to move the debt limit, increase it, and stop with this engaging in hostage-taking. So you, you hear a lot of rhetoric around this. Uh, you know, in years past, this is always an issue. You hear this conversation going on. But as time has gone on, as we become more divided as a country, there are now more opposing sides on how to get to this one issue to solve it. And if they do solve it by June 1st, we'll be at it again in another year or two. Charles, I badly want to really care about the debt limit. I I just find it hard to wrap my mind around how I'm going to be impacted. And I'm hoping you can kind of shed some light a little bit on how will me, you, Greg, or or Bob be affected by this, depending, I guess, on on what ends up getting passed. But, I mean, am I going to notice anything one way or the other? Uh, Well, you'll notice some things, and especially if you are on the government payroll, because in essence, the government uh, would not be able to meet some of its obligations uh, for key parts of the government. And so how would they triage that? But if you're looking to go to a national park, you might not be able to go. Uh, If you're counting on your weather forecasts, uh, you could be impacted by the government funding of the National Weather Service. So when you start breaking down the details, go beyond debt ceiling limit, you know, I guarantee you a lot of people uh, at the dinner table tonight or at the coffee shop tomorrow aren't necessarily focusing on, gee, what are you hearing about the debt ceiling conversation? But when you start seeing what the truly uh, important impact is, and what does it mean? I mean, we have a $31 trillion debt, so how do you address that? And this is where this conversation has been centered on. Charles, if we look at all the states in our union here, I, I would imagine if the debt ceiling isn't raised, each state will be affected in some way, shape, or form. Is, is there a way to sort of determine just how impactful it would be in the state of Wisconsin? 
Uh, no, but you'd have to go to those specific places that are more federally funded, things around Social Security, right, things around the national parks. Uh, and so it would be in that specific area of what the federal government does in terms of funding things. Uh, but what's fascinating to me is that in years past, there's always been we get to the brink, we get to the brink, and now, uh, with June 1st approaching, the question is, who's going to blink, perhaps, or can they find compromise in an era and in a time on, on the Hill where we haven't seen very much compromise? But something's going to happen here because both sides say are, in, are indicating they don't want to see what things look like on June 2nd if you don't reach a deal by June 1st. I, I did not have a viewing party for the Trump Town Hall last night, Charles. Why, why is that? I, why, why is that? <laughs> well, it was soccer night, right? We had tacos. It was delicious. Yeah. Uh, were there any big takeaways in your estimation? Well, I, I think we got a preview of what the next year is going to look like, at least uh, from the former president's uh, campaign, what he sees, what he says, what he does. Uh, and I know there's a lot of angst over, you know, what people saw last night, what they think about, whether it should have happened. You know, it was interesting, and I'm trying to find uh, something they brought in here to uh, go over with you about what people were saying. You know, here's some of the headlines. Trump's falsehoods and bluster overtake CNN town hall. That was the New York Times. Trump was untamed and untruthful in CNN's town hall. And some of his fans love him even more. That was CNN. And then there was one that I thought, cable carnage. Trump turned CNN town hall into televised combat. But there is some M.O. here for um, the president from the uh, sense of 2016, 2020, uh, times that I have interviewed him. He does seem to enjoy the combative nature of the back and forth. Now, the things around what he says and when people push back, say, that's not true or that's not what you've said before, that's when things get um, tense and fractious uh, and people sort of respond to that. But I, I saw what the CNN uh, CEO said about it because people were like, why would CNN do this? And he actually had a pretty good quote here about the public backlash on CNN's town hall last night. He says, quote, we all know covering Donald Trump is messy and tricky and it will continue to be messy and tricky, but it's our job. And his belief is that he absolutely believes, this is the CNN's CEO, saying that America was served very well by what they did last night. That's where the jury is right now, open to saying, hey, if you love Trump, you probably love some of the things he said. If you don't like Trump, you would not have liked what happened last night. Interesting stuff. TMJ Forrest, Charles Benson joining us on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Thanks, Charles. We'll check in again next week. You're welcome. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Might as well be walking on the sun. Hey, if there was only some way to bottle the day and spread it among other days, this would be the day to bottle up. 
Brian Isnansky, TMJ4 <laughs> Chief Meteorologist. Hey, is that your yacht that's blocking traffic near the lakefront? <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. No, it's not my yacht. But could you imagine, like, sitting in traffic? You just got done grinding all day or working hard, and you got to sit there for <laughs> Mr. Yacht Guy to get his yacht in the water on Lincoln Memorial Drive. Oh. Well, you were at the Yacht Club yesterday, so I thought maybe there was some sort of connection or you were able to swing a deal. We talked about making a trade, right? Storm chaser yeah, for a uh, yacht. I worked on it. Turns out I couldn't get much of a boat for the Storm Chaser. Uh, even though the Storm Chaser is a, a fine fine vehicle, it's got a lot of miles on it. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah. So it, it, the trade didn't look. It, it sounded a lot better uh, than what it looks on paper. Uh, good That's day for sure. Good day to be on the yacht. Good day to be on a paddleboard, a kayak, something outside. Man, perfect today. Oh. It really is. I mean, super awesome weather. Um, it's refreshing. Even locations near Lake Michigan, 60s and 70s. A lot of spots inland topped out around 80 degrees today. Felt a little more like summer. But yeah, you said it right away. If there was a day that you could like save up and, and like plan, okay, how about this? How much would you pay if you could bottle today up and like make it be January 20th or something? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that, that's yeah, that's San Diego then, right? Isn't that just San Diego? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have a theory. Is I, I, it can rain every night, every night from two a.m. to four a.m. Every night, I'd be fine with that. That would be perfect. Yes, it'd be awesome. It'd be if I could, logs. we could do that, and then just get sun during the peak hours of the day. <laughs> nice, comfortable evenings. Like, sign me up. We're, <laughs> we'll work on that. Like the whole timing thing, that would be, you know what? I'd be a very, very successful man if I could, if I could make that happen, like nonstop. But, but yeah, no. Um, it does look like um, we are talking some rain chances this weekend. It looks like tomorrow, pretty good chance of rain, especially in the afternoon. Uh, but Saturday right now is looking dry. Um, so if you have any plans to be outdoors, Saturday the better of the two days. Unfortunately for Mother's Day, I do think there's a pretty decent chance for some showers still, but it does not look to be an all-day rain. So, I mean, not a washout, but uh, certainly certainly some rain chances uh, returning. Uh, you know it had to come to an end. I mean, this has been quite a stretch here the last three or four days. You mentioned yesterday that the weekend looked to be improved. Are we still on track mm-hmm. to have more hit and miss rain? Yes, totally. So as I kind of just alluded to, like Saturday, we've had rain chances in the forecast. I completely took the rain chance out for Saturday now. I think Saturday is dry. Sunday still looks like there will be at least some scattered showers and maybe even a thunderstorm in the area, but it does not look like an all-day rain event. However, it also looks like it will be cloudy and there will be a northeast wind off of the lake, so it will be noticeably cooler on Mother's Day as well. I, I, I don't think we make it out of the 50s uh, near Lake Michigan on Sunday. So maybe some indoor plans. Unfortunately, my mom likes to, to cook out. She likes to grill out, have burgers on Mother's Day, which I love that about her, but it might not be the best day to do so. Maybe we'll have to think of like an indoor, something that she wants indoors. She's not cooking, though. Yay, Mom, on, on the menu. Niz, so part of the reason it's so nice around here lately is yeah. the humidity is very low. I mean, it's like non-existent. Is the, in Wisconsin, yeah. is there like a wheelhouse of when we see the humidity start to kick in? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say more like mid-June is when you start to see those dew points consistently in the 60s. Dew points are that measurement of moisture. Basically, think a dew point is like um, how much how much moisture is actually present in a certain volume of air. Um, and dew point measurement of 60s, that's when it starts to feel humid. We get 60s this time of year, but usually it's like a very quick spike uh, because it takes tapping in gulf moisture. So what you need is you start, need 
to start to get that much of a strong enough south flow that you're actually getting air from the Gulf of Mexico, that really doesn't start happening consistently until like mid-June. All I heard in that was golf. Man, I want to be on the course right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Exactly where I want to be. Today would be a good day for yeah. it, no doubt, but hopefully uh, Saturday of tomorrow's a uh, little hit and miss. Saturday looks like a pretty decent day for it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, did you have the uh, um, 100, gold, uh, 100 holes of golf thing yet? Yeah, so that was You're a perfect that? day. It was uh, 61 degrees, I think, at the bog, so sleeves in the nice. morning. We're able to be in short sleeves uh, by the end of the day, and, and that was day one of me growing out my hair. So we're streaming the okay. program. You can check it out uh, on our YouTube station. Uh, so it's coming in. We're about two weeks in. I've, I've got full beard and mustache now. I haven't touched the facial hair. Um, and the uh, hair How about hair on the head? Yeah, hair well, on the head, it, too? It, not so much on top, but, but plenty on the sides. Ah, oh, all right. I'm going to have to check this out. Kind of a horseshoe gotta... thing. I'm a big fan of your clean look, though, man. I'll have to see what this is about. Oh, this is this is the grizzled veteran <laughs> it's look. Different, yeah, it looks okay. good. <laughs> it, it's it's definitely different. So, uh, but we're gonna do this to the end of the month because WTMJ fans helped us reach our okay. fundraising goal for the Mac Fund. So we got to eighty five hundred dollars oh, raised. Goal was seventy five hundred, um, and that was the deal. I'll grow my hair out for at least a month if we achieve the fundraising goal. So wow. we're off and running. Couple weeks left. We'll see what happens. Wow, kudos to everybody. I'm going to head over there right now. i got to see this. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good, man. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Awesome. Fantastic. See you. Yep, it's 547 on WTMJ. It is National Travel and Tourism Week. I don't know if it's International Travel and Tourism Week, but with the summer months right around the corner, it's never too early to book that next trip to Saudi Arabia. What is this? It, it, it's very Olympic sounding. Should we stand? Rise for the national anthem of the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Good God. All right. It, uh, pull this down, please, will you? <laughs> yes, sir. Sounds so, like, I, from it, the Aladdin soundtrack. Uh, I think. That's kind of what I was hinting at. Yeah, it's a, it had a, kind of an Olympic vibe to it. Uh, nonetheless, so it is National Travel and Tourism Week. Uh, and I saw this, and I sometimes I see things, and I think it's part of the onion. Like, I just don't believe that it's real. And the headline reads, Saudi Arabia pouring millions into tourism. What? For yes. For real? So, and, and there's this is legit. This is not a parody. No, there's an actual video promoting tourism to Saudi Arabia. Every road you've never traveled. Every dress you've never worn. Every breath you've never taken. Every story you've never heard. Every thrill you've never had. Every dish you've never tasted. Every beat you've never felt. Every welcome. You've never known. Welcome to a journey you've never imagined. Welcome to Arabia, Saudi. Uh, now, as you can imagine, uh, in the video behind the the sound that you heard is a bunch of people riding around in robes on camels and horses in the sand sure. and so on. They try and showcase some of the beautiful beaches and, and all that kind of thing. So, uh, yes, yeah, Saudi Arabia has largely been. I don't know, off limits for American tourists.
for a variety of reasons. I, I don't know, Bob, just because maybe you just you couldn't walk in the same place as a member of the opposite sex. You couldn't wear makeup. You couldn't play music without being arrested. Some of those laws and rules have, have loosened a little bit now that they have new leadership in place. But is anybody raising their hand and saying, you know what? I have forgotten all about this hidden gem. Is Saudi Arabia going to show up in travel and leisure reports for hidden gems, must-dos for 2024? Interesting they used a female voice, <laughs> too, to narrate And it was that. all in English. It was all in English. Um, the, the fact that everything was, you never, you never did this, you never thought this, you never experienced this. There, there's a reason that people have never done that because, right. because because I might have my wrist sawn off if I do something wrong. Yeah, that, that, that's part of the reason why I'm not going. That's a little bit right there. But they do have nice looking beaches. I'll well, give them that. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give them the beach thing. Uh, yes, it's a real thing. They are pouring millions into tourism videos like that, trying to lure people into Saudi Arabia. Uh, they might as well change the headline: Saudi Arabia. You you will come in and you might not get out. Uh, but nonetheless, they are trying their best to launch a, a new world of tourism to Saudi Arabia. That was not a parody, even though it started off sounding kind of like a parody. This is a parody. I pulled this out of YouTube, the Board of Tourism video for Cleveland. This is not real. Once again, it's a parody. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared near the street. Who knows, you might even see this guy. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're in Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the still uses a payphone? Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. It could be worse, though, at least we're not Detroit. 